and thank you for joining us for this special episode of From Red to Black, a Homicide Life on Three podcast. My name is Joe. This is Daniel. Yeah, this is like a um, bonus episode. Joe and I were fortunate enough to go to the Paley Center in New York City to see a panel discussion that was entitled Homicide Life on the Street Reunion. And there were, why don't we, Joe, can you remember everyone that was on the panel? Um, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, because there, this was cr- crazy. We happened to be, I guess, just kind of like poking around on Twitter. I think you found it for sure. Yeah, and um, and saw this event was posted, which we can talk <laughs> about it more uh, as the episode, as we get into the episode. Like, what? Why did this happen? Now. Yeah. Right. Makes no sense. What an, what an insane world we live in that right. this, uh, what uh, an incredible opportunity this was for us. So it was in New York and it was Richard Belzer, Andre Brower, Anya Epstein, Tom Fontana, Clark Johnson, Barry Levinson, Julie Martin, David Simon, and it was moderated by Courtney Kemp at the Paley Center in New York. So it's in a small theater that holds about 200 people. Beautiful seats, right in the theater district of Manhattan, gorgeous area. And um, it opens with a uh, video that someone's put together. Yeah. And it's a montage. And by the way, people are freaking out in the audience, like cheering and screaming, and laughing. What, a, what an Way insane, over the top. An insane feeling. To be in a room full of people who know about homicide life and really care, yeah, right, who are like know all about it. Um, these were this was for the super fans. Uh, yeah, they had um, the chairs were set up on stage, and it was just going to be kind of like a like a round table interview. panel discussion. Yeah, panel discussion about the show, uh, which. I don't. I did not know these sorts of things existed. See, I did. I've seen them before. I've seen this well, type I mean, of thing before. I mean, I mean, I was gonna say yeah. I. I don't know this thing existed for shows that have been off the air for like twenty years. I'll agree with that. Part. Yeah. Right. Um, and a show with limited success. So yeah. So thanks to the Paley Center for doing this. Yeah. That was awesome. Do it again. I'll go back. It was. It was. It was awesome. Um. Yeah, what a what a cool cool experience to be in the same room as Frank Pambleton and as Meldrick Lewis and John Munch and David Simon. It, it was really really great, neat thing. I'm and I'm so glad we did it too. Um, so uh, they come out. They start the show with a really nicely edited. What would you say? Like was it eight minutes? Yeah, not quite ten. Yeah, a ten minute um, montage of the entire homicide. Uvra, everything yes. outside, and um, and again, people are just flipping out over it. I mean, people are cheering, screaming, laughing uncontrollably. I mean, it's you're like, this is so great. Yeah, yeah, to be in a a room of people engaged with uh, who knew all of that stuff already too. Um, so then they uh, introduced the panel after that, um, and they uh, came out and sat down and. I, I didn't realize this was broadcast on Facebook. It was like streamed live, live on Facebook. So you can still find it, I think, on the Paley Center's website. We've tweeted about it, so find us on Twitter, at uh, Pod, um, and you can uh, find the link 
to this event. You can go watch it for yourself. Yeah, it's, it was a what an hour and fifteen minutes yeah. about. Yeah. Um, it's not that long. Yeah, and uh, they and they don't show the video clip. Right. So it's even shorter. Yeah, and they even like said that to us while we were there. They were like. Feel free to record, take pictures yes. of the, the our guests here. Just nothing that's filmed, because right. of course, copyright, whatever. Um, so yeah, um, I, how do you want to talk about this? What do you? Well, why don't we talk about what they talked about? I mean, basically, the moderator would ask a question. So she started off with David Simon, and just said like, "How did how did this happen?" So why don't you tell them a little story about the book? Yeah, well, I. I guess now is probably a good place to say that there wasn't so much that they talked about on this panel, like I would say like broad strokes that we didn't already know or that we weren't familiar with. There wasn't too much that I was, I was like, oh, wow. Right. I never heard that before. Right. Now, there were, there were smaller bits uh, of the larger story that I, I had picked up on. One thing that I thought was really neat was David Simon saying that where he got the idea to write a book in the first place... He was um, uh, the reporter, uh, the and, Baltimore Sun, and he was writing uh, homi- his. I guess his beat was writing homicides, writing about homicides, and he knew in order to get that information, really had to have some rapport built up with the uh, detectives there. And um, one Christmas Eve, he went to the uh, the precinct, and he had a bottle of booze, and was just like, "Hey, Merry Christmas! Here, this is for you guys," and he ended up staying there. Like, I guess all night, right. hanging out and shooting the breeze with these guys, becoming friends with them. And it was one of the detectives there said, you know, if somebody hung out here for a year, they'd get a really great book. Right. And he did it. And, and David Simon asked to be embedded and was given permission to and did it. Yeah. So, obviously, the series is based upon that book that David Simon wrote. Yeah. So then they kind of switched over to... Uh, What's fair? I'm always forgetting Tom, his name. Tom Fontana? No, no. Barry Levinson. Barry Levinson. Like, so how did you make this show? And basically, what I, I didn't know, I'd say this was new for me, he was given total free license to make the show, meaning the network didn't tell him who to cast in it, what it should be about, kind of. And he was going to do a treatise on the whole book and realized it shouldn't be a movie, should be episodic TV. Yeah. And to me, that was really, that was just interesting that he was given such freedom. Yeah. It, like, it made me realize how, uh, and some of the other stuff they mentioned too, how homicide really is a product of, of its limitations. Um, it could never be a movie. Could no. you imagine trying no. to capture yeah, this? Impossible. Like the tone of the show. Impossible. Uh, Good point. You know, like it really is a product of of television. I think it only exists uh, uh, on television. Um, yeah. So just kind of like this weird chain of events that kind of led to this happening. And yeah, them getting being given like total freedom. You know, one he knew he wanted to f- do it all in Baltimore. Right. He knew that he wanted no car chases. And no shootings. Yeah. It's all just... <laughs> it's about the... The detectives, yeah. Um, um, yeah, so they... Uh, uh, they talked about that for a little bit, and then... Um, 
they talk to Anya and um, I should have all all these names in front of me Um, Julie they talk to Anya and Julie and um, about the seasons I guess they were on kind of in later seasons like seasons 3 and seasons 4 and um, even uh, David Simon was saying like he didn't come on until a writer until seasons 4 I think um so but at that point it was a pretty well-oiled machine um and really much of the discussion the whole panel discussion was about the early part yeah yeah there there wasn't any a lot of discussion about the later seasons and that was even like um like something i was going to in my I was thinking as we were driving up there, if they did have a Q&A, um, would I be able to ask something without like kind of disparaging those later seasons? Huh. You know, and I think that kind of like... Um, uh, there's also... Homicide has this like tortured nature to it in that it never really felt like it got the respect that it deserved. It, it never, never, really, it never got the audience that it deserved. No. Um, you know, hopefully now... Uh, you know, now that it's in on DVDs and I don't know, maybe it's streaming somewhere by now. Um, but um, hopefully, it finds that audience. But there, you know, it, it seemed like there was such a pull for me to be like, what, like, how do you, how do you define the success of this show that, you know, by many accounts could be kind of viewed as unsuccessful? I thought they did a really good job of kind of honoring the show as a, the product of the work, and not so much, you know those other intangibles. I I think the other thing that struck me was the fact that it made blacks, black actors look smart, intelligent, they were the leaders. And I think it was Andre Brower said, you know, normally you were the third wheel, the comedian, the idiot, as a black person. And here, they were the leaders. They they ran the precinct. They solved the cases. They were brilliant, and that was, that's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, here it is years later. It's still a big thing, right? Yeah, that was that, and their kind of explanation for that was that they wanted the show to reflect the city of Baltimore. Baltimore. Joe, talk about the sixteen millimeter camera, please, and what that all meant. Yeah. So they another thing that kind of came this is out. This something of, I didn't know. That came out of their. Um, I guess it was really a budget. It was a budgetary restraint that they wanted to shoot this with the super sixteen handheld cameras, um, rather than having the big Hollywood uh, cameras. That I guess lent, really lent itself to the appeal of the show. Uh, and the tone of the show, the way that the camera moves around, and the way that uh, it's kind of like you know grainy, gritty. It looks, it, you know, it looks like lived in. It looks real. Um, so that uh, one of the unexpected or unintended, I guess, byproducts of that that became like a signature for the show was because they had one camera on. First, if you were an actor in a scene, you had to be on the entire time because <laughs> there was no telling when you were going to be on camera or not. Right. Uh, you, it, it, the camera was just moving around you, so you could be on. You couldn't just lay back in the cut while everyone else was acting, uh, and just kind of hide. Um, but two, also the the editing, and these kind of like quick jump cuts that they did, that became the action, 
Like instead of like you were saying, they wouldn't have car chases. Uh, instead of that, they would have these um, weird cuts, okay. these quick edits. You know, zooming into something to make the action. Yeah, that that it would like create like a pace, almost like a rhythm for the show. Um, so so when Frank gets asked the question, when did he realize it was special? He one of the things he said is, everything we did was an affront to the network. So the network, once they realized what they were doing, homicide, didn't like it. Yeah. Told them we need more victories. Right. Quote, unquote, you know, good. And they go, first of all, the name of the show (laughs) is Homicide. (laughs) They're not going to be many victories. But, I mean, for, for the longest time, and we'll get into this later in the, when we start doing the later podcasts, they resisted that and just were like, no, this is the way it is yeah. and we're not changing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I guess um, Barry Levinson was given f- like free reign to cast the show. Yes. And to do whatever he wanted. And so the way it worked was he had a deal with six episodes and he said, just come to us with six episodes done. And if we like them, we'll take them. Um, which... I guess that's a freedom that people in that position like never get. Yeah, uh, just total creative control to do whatever. Um, and it. I mean, and he never explained why he got it, but who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, yeah. Um, uh, where else were we? We're going somewhere. There's something else I wanted to talk about with. Um... Well, I'll tell you the other thing that I noticed was unfortunately. I would say, I wish I would have heard more from Andre Brower and Clark Johnson. Yeah. They really didn't jump in, if you will, enough. Sometimes gave terse replies. I mean, Frank's best part was when he, after he was asked a question. Um, so, I mean, that part, I don't want to say, it did disappoint me. Yeah. You know, Belzer was Belzer. Belzer. 